Hello, everybody. Before we get into our next episode of Dads on the Fly podcast, we would just like to take a moment again to thank um, all of you who listen in. I have a new rating um, review this week from George the Jones. I want to thank you, whoever you are, George the Jones, for listening. And uh, he said, always enjoy listening to these guys hit all three of their topics in episode after episode. They've got a passion for helping their listeners grow as fishermen and fathers. They're down to earth and easy to listen to. The subject's at hand. Be sure to subscribe. We appreciate that, George the Jones, and we hope that you will take a time to subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed yet, or if you haven't rated or reviewed our podcast, we would hope that you would do that. We have an exciting episode for you tonight. We have a special guest, and so we will get that going here in just a second. Um, thank you guys again for listening to Dads on the Fly. Welcome to episode nine of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We are so glad you are taking some time out of your day to hang out with us. We've got a special, special episode ahead and cannot wait for you to hear it. But before we dive into tonight, let me go ahead and welcome alongside me, as always, my brother Joshua Simmons. How you doing tonight, Joshua? Special, special. That was that was great. I'm doing good, but because we have a special guest tonight, I don't have any headphones on, and so... I didn't get to hear the intro music, and you knew exactly what I needed, didn't you? Yeah, I knew it was throwing you off. The you intro the music. The intro music gets me ready for the episode. It's like it's kind of like your walk up music in baseball. Like you know, when you go up to like bat in we baseball were, in high school, you had your walk up music. Uh, it's kind of like I'm that too old for, for walk up music. We didn't even have a sound system at the baseball field I played at when I was in high school. So yeah, you are old we don't have a walk, but it is definitely my intro music. I'm doing well. Um, do you want to do fishing report first? You got to fish, or are we going to talk about that in the episode? Yeah, no, that's cool. We can do that. Um, I didn't yeah, get to fish. You did. I got to go fishing last Friday. We're recording this on a Sunday, and uh, it was good. And it didn't. Didn't, didn't do really well, but it was nice to be in the water. Um, caught about four or five fish. You wore uh, waders. Wore waders for the first time. Waders are back in. The guy that fished with me, who we're going to hear from in just a minute, called me out a little bit because he's still wet weighted. But was the weather below when we 45? got into when we got into the park? It was forty four degrees think, when we drove. I in. think no waders unless below forty. Whatever. I think we, we need to start setting that as a rule. Well, you can have that. I'm not, you know, yeah, not no, not no waiters that. unless below for it. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to have a cool episode tonight. I'm actually going to give my mic here in just a second to our special guest. And uh, do you want to introduce him? Yeah, absolutely. So we are really, really excited tonight to have alongside us one of my uh, best friends and guy that I got to really when I started picking up fly fishing, he was kind of right there with me. And we both started kind of picking it up together. His name is Justin Pilot. We have both fished with him. We have multiple times. Uh, matter of fact, I went fishing with him this past Friday. Usually anytime you're not available. No offense, Justin, you're not my second choice. You're right up there with the top. But uh, anytime we can, I try to go fishing with Justin. He's got a really awesome story. He's been in the fly fishing industry now for about four years, uh, working in fly shops and doing some... Uh, Freelance photography on the side when it comes to fishing and outdoors, and I cannot wait for everyone to hear from him and check this episode out. I would also like to say that I'm going to give him the mic. I would also like to say that he is a 
very well dressed for the episode. He he's rocking like fly fishing gear. You would think he worked at a fly shop or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like in my pajamas, <laughs> and he is rocking fly fishing gear. And before I hand in the mic, I would just like to say his beard game is very strong. Just because yeah. we are not visually, you know, we're not a visual podcast here. Just letting everybody know. Yeah, Justin definitely rocking the beard game. Matter of fact, one of my favorite things about Justin is one of the time last times we went fishing, he provided us with some beard oil. They kept the bugs away while we fished. Like, And I will go ahead and recommend that to any of our listeners. It is a must-have. So without further ado, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Justin, Justin, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, man. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Justin, let's talk a little bit just about um, – tell us a little bit about your story when it comes to fly fishing. Like, how did you start – fly fishing well you know it's something that i did as a kid you know my dad and i went fly fishing and you know something i did with him like there's pictures of me like when i was six seven years old in the national park fishing um and then as i got older i started playing sports and stuff like that and you know played ball and that kind of took up most of my time so as you know you know playing ball in school um (laughs) i try to remember what year it was a good friend of mine asked me to go fishing one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I started picking it up a little bit, got a like little cheap rod, and I and you and I were just uh, we were doing stuff, serving in church together, I think, and uh, yeah. working with student ministry stuff in mm-hmm. our church. And I was like, "Hey, man, you ever go fishing?" And you were like, "I used to a lot as a kid, <laughs> but I haven't been in years." Yeah, yeah. And then we went. And the rest is kind of history. It's downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, it was really downhill from there. Created a monster. <laughs> yeah, we really did because uh, we went, hit some DH water, and uh, then we had what we called, you know, Fly Fishing Friday for a while there. Good solid year and a half to two years. Yeah, we would go like, like three to five of us. is like a little group that would go. Yeah. I'd work off graveyard shift that Friday morning, meet y'all in Canton. Go get breakfast somewhere and then go fish all we day. We would go fish on Friday. That was a lot of fun. That was before Joshua got into fly fishing. Yeah, the point I was going to make is that sounds like a before children event, too. Totally before I was a father. Yeah, did not. That's what I was getting at. That sounds really awesome, but it sounded really before child, before fatherhood. I still um, don't have kids. So, uh, so Justin, you, uh, you do a lot of fishing. Mm-hmm. Probably not as much fishing as you two, because now you, you work more. You have been working more in the industry, and you've done some things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what do you? What what would you say in our area? Do do we get a lot of beginner, novice, or never been on the water anglers to this area? So I may see a different side of it, but I say yes because that's kind of the people that I deal with on a daily basis. Um, I work at River's Edge Outfitters in Cherokee. Um, so we see a lot of new people that are coming into the industry, just starting out, never done it before, just different things like that. Um, whether, it's, whether they're on a vacation, it's a birthday party, whatever it might be. So I would say we do have a lot of novice and new anglers in the area. And I say that it's really picked up in the last couple of years too. Yeah, we, we talked about that before on the podcast, how we feel like COVID, in some ways, yes. the pandemic has increased people into the outdoors. I know I think the 
the National Park, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, I think set a record um, mm-hmm. for visitors uh, during that time. So, so that's really cool. Uh, we talk a lot about how, you know, it's good for people to get into fly fishing, and so we're glad you're kind of having that experience. Uh, what would you – I don't know where we want to go with this episode. I have so many questions. I'm going to give it back to Caleb here in just a second. But uh, what would you say – for we did an episode a few weeks ago, I think it was a few weeks ago about gear, correct? Wasn't that our gear episode? So, what would you say is, uh, uh, other than rod, I guess, would you say is the the perfect beginner must have gear? And then we'll go to photo photography and all that here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, when you're if, you're if you're not talking about rods and reels, which you know, like y'all talked about, and that I've I've listened to that episode. Um, like y'all said, they range from hundred dollars to thousand dollars. To me, I th- it's something that's overlooked, or people, you know, have a lot of different experiences about it. But the piece of gear that I never thought that I would appreciate as much as I do is a solid pair of waders. About well, when I got in the industry, I guess it's 2016, 2017. I broke down, bought like the Sims. G3 um, guide Gore-Tex wader. Um, I had a bunch of wader fitment issues. I'm built like a bourbon barrel, so nothing really fits that great. <laughs> um, so I went to a local fly shop. They kind of sized me for that, and it has been the best purchase. I've had them for six years now, and they've been great. Even when you don't have to wear them when it's cold. That's a great point. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't even have <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're Flatlanders. I'm still getting acclimated. It was 40 degrees in September. I'm not used to that. So call well, see, me what you want. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't wear them after like April. <laughs> I don't put them back on until October, November. It just depends. I will say the last year or two, my, my blood's gotten thinner or something. I put them on a little earlier, a little earlier, but they're definitely nice to have. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a good question, Joshua. So as we kind of um, dive into this podcast tonight, what I what I kind of want to talk to you, Justin, a little bit about, and then um, even though you're not a dad, I uh, mm-hmm. think we could tie this into kind of fathering here in a minute. But uh, so so before we dive into what you do now, kind of a lot of because mm-hmm. for folks that don't know you, um, you do an amazing job. You've started picking up here in the last couple of years this hobby of outdoor photography. So photographing wildlife, you've got yeah. some amazing um, shots of like the elk out in Cherokee and Cataloochee. Um, you've got some amazing fishing videos and photography, but, but before you kind of dug into photography, you were big just into fishing. Yeah. I mean, you did a lot of fishing a lot of time. You got real big in the industry, started working in the fly shop, started, yep. Um, you're tying flies for a little bit there, uh, and the biggest headache ever. I'm probably <laughs> oh, the come on, man. one person. The everybody's like, it's therapy. It is not for me. I'll yeah. go ahead and tell you. <laughs> um, but so you you've gotten into the photography thing, but you kind of that was kind of forced upon you. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your story from getting into fly fishing and then kind of what got you into this photography thing now yeah so like you said um for years and years well i guess the first time you and i went fishing to 2019 i guess it was 
you know, fishing was like my hobby. Fishing was kind of like my side job. You know, it was my passion. It's what I love to do. Um, and I ended, I bought a camera, and I guess it was like the spring of 2019. Um, I had my phone, stuff like that, for years, which these phones take great photos. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I, I bought a little camera, a little Sony uh, mirrorless camera. Just wanted to kind of take my video, my photo to the next level for my fishing adventures. That was it. I mean, no other plans for it besides that. Um, and then in August of 2019, my fishing plans, I just come back from Montana. I was in Montana for 10 or 12 days fishing with my dad and some of my family. And about three weeks after that, I guess, a lot of the fishing stuff stopped. Um, I was in a pretty severe car accident. Um, spent some time in the hospital. Uh, and I broke my femur. <laughs> so I couldn't walk for about six months, really. Just for our... Uh not as knowledgeable people as like me. Femur would be the main leg bone. I know it's a leg bone. I, I knew that much, but you know, it's like it's just, that's like the big bone, right? Like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just want to clear that up. You know, we never know. My son listens to this sometimes. We want to just help him out. Okay, yeah. no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember when you got in the wreck and uh, we came to visit you in the hospital. This was pre-COVID stuff, so we were able to come visit you. Yeah, and, um, which I'm very kind of grateful yeah. for that my family and friends were able to be there. Yeah. I mean, and I remember coming to see you in ICU and, um, yeah. you're hooked up to a bunch of stuff and, and, uh, you don't remember this, but I remember sitting in that ICU room with you and, uh, talking to you and sharing with you that we were going to get you healed up and get you back in the river again. And, uh, that's right. Little did we know what was going to come from all that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, here you are today, still able to go fishing, but, but mm -hmm. after you got hurt, and, you know, you were without, unable to walk, unable to get yeah. in the river, unable to fish for six months. That kind of led to the time where you got to pick up this new hobby. Yeah, so <laughs> I won't say that I'm, I'm not exact. Oh, I am a busybody. You know, I just, I do not like sitting around the house. Yeah, you are uh, mm -hmm. definitely, all the time that I've known you, you've never sat still. And my favorite thing about you is, like, when you start picking up something, you don't just, like, piddle around with it. You, like, dive in first yeah. and go full-fledged into everything. It's 100 or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, in that time after, after your wreck, what did you kind of dive into, I guess? So, that's where the photography kind of come in. Um, I knew I, – I come home. This had been about three weeks after – I was in the hospital and in rehab for about 20 – about three weeks or so 25 days i think um i got home you know st still couldn't really walk you know broke my femur big bone in my leg um for you're welcome um so i I'm like i gotta do something i tied flies a little bit that got boring um which i hate to say but i just kind of got old with it but I, I was like i really need to take this time to like learn something new I've got this camera here. I've always had it like on their auto modes, just like pre-setup, you know, kind of just point and go. I'm like, you know, I really, I've really been taking some interest in this lately. I'm going to learn how to use this thing and really get the most out of it. Um, by any means, you know, it wasn't like a big high-end camera, but 
I wanted to get the most out of it, get my money's worth, I guess, and really push it and see what it does. So how'd you how'd you do that? What'd you what you begin to do? Did you just read manuals? Like what'd you do? YouTube? How'd you Yeah, two like? words. YouTube University. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you learned a lot about taking photos and using your camera and stuff yeah. via YouTube. Yeah. Um there are I can't tell you how many battery like camera or phone batteries, computer batteries, like I drain just watching YouTube videos. Um there's many times, you know, my wife, um Beth was working. We're going to well. She's actually going to school. Um, and my parents were everybody's working, so I'm sitting at home. And they would like bring me a drink and give me some food and hand me like a computer and a charger. And it's like, we'll see you in a little bit. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you you learned yourself via YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so now that's led to you doing a lot of this stuff now. Yeah, it kind of turned into uh, it's kind of like a side business for me. Um, you know, I've, I've shot weddings, I've shot family set, I did a family session for y'all. Yeah. Um, kind of do some of that stuff on the side. Um, pretty much just to help pay for the gear. <laughs> yeah. I remember it's like hundred or nothing. Basically why we're doing Yeah. I, yeah. I want to talk about the, I, I know you did some fam, families portrait. So I, I want to talk and I don't want to forget, like if we forget this end, I want, I want to give a shout out quick to your. Your Instagram page, yeah. uh, if that's okay to do that now, Thunderstruck underscore photo, correct? Yep, that's uh, that right. That right. Okay. And I already follow you, but hope if we have some listeners, go follow Thunderstruck underscore photo, that Justin Pilot. Um, they're, they're really impressive stuff. Uh, he does a lot of stuff in the part, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, I'm just scrolling through his Instagram page. My only one critique is um not enough fish pictures but what we're working on i know it's not fish season here but but he has really great elk stuff from from the park um and uh yeah just really cool stuff a lot of like pictures of black bears cubs and, and there's some fish pictures there's some nice fish pictures too um so that's your hand not really you yeah um but so i i think is it okay now at, at this point in the podcast to ask this question that i want to ask what makes the setup of the the perfect fish picture like that that's something i wanted to hear like what makes the perfect like this picture here is just like i really love this one which one is it? i like this one i don't know yeah. i mean obviously it's a good fish but i mean you got good pictures so go ahead and talk about that yeah um <clears throat> but before you go into that though you know most people that are listening to this podcast they're taking fish pictures they're doing it with their iphone you know they're not they're not pulling out the the yeah they're not taking the bag with them like you did the other day when you went out of the river, the dry bag. And yeah, yeah. You you gave me your camera and were like, hold this for a minute. And I was like, uh, I, I don't want to know how much money is in my hands right now. <laughs> so no. I didn't. And uh, you didn't tell me which was wise because I probably dropped it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so even if I've just got my iPhone or whatever I am taking pictures with, how do you set the, like, kind of backdrop what do you focus on what are you trying to do because mm-hmm. i know one of the things you told me when we were talking about this the other day is like you're not just trying to take a f- cool picture you're actually trying to tell a story exactly so so go into that a little bit yeah um so and this this can be fish this can be um you know this is like dads on the fly this could be like a a dad moment you're taking pictures of your kids um it's Taking pictures that tell a story and evoke emotion. You don't want it to be like a st- like a stale like the photos that I hate seeing, like on Instagram or Facebook, is just like an elk or a fi- or just 
mainly like animals. You see just sitting there eating. Like that stuff I just scroll through. Um, but if you, a lot of it is composition and like how you set up the photo. Um, kind of what we talked about the other day. Something I look at doing instead of whether it's, now if I'm, if I'm photographing a bride, I do not do this. But <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just put that out there. You, you get low. You want your camera angle low to make the subject bigger. You don't want the bride bigger. Um, but, but the fish we want bigger. Now exactly. We're talking about fish pictures here, exactly, people. Exactly, exactly. Our, our fish, you know, whatever it is, like nature-wise, you want that to be the dominant subject in the frame. So you want to get down like on the water level. Um, the, the photos I like are like detail photos. Um, the ones where it just shows like the head or it just shows the color, uh, maybe fins. Um, but those like on the surface of the water um, are my favorite. I've got some of them on there. Um, just like kind of just sitting like in the surface film of the water. And all this you can, we go back to gear, man, go, all of it can be done with your camera phone, like an iPhone, Android, you know, whatever you have, whether it's that, a GoPro, or a high-end, like, camera setup. Yeah, we we, uh, we attempted to make some videos back in our early fly fishing career, and we enjoy talking on a podcast much more than making videos because it was just so time-consuming. I mean, we, we had some decent, well, I mean, you know, but yeah. it's just, I realized real quick in a hurry I'd much rather talk about fishing than well, the, the back end of the video thing is what's so difficult is all the editing and stuff that goes into that. Like the pictures, yeah. you know, if you do a good job on the forefront, I think you don't have to edit as much your pictures. But definitely yeah. when it comes yeah. to video, you, I mean, that's a lot of time editing. Yeah, editing and post-production is um, a big part of it. Uh, when you're looking at social media, if it's just like a snapshot, like we can do, we can set up my iPhone. I've got, it's like the 12 Pro Max or whatever. We can set it up next to my Canon mirrorless camera. Take the same exact shot, and I will almost put money on it that 99% of people will not tell a difference on social media. If you edit them the same way, and you, you set them up, you know, everything, the lighting, everything's the same way, m most people won't know, especially for social media platforms. Yeah. Um, and these phones are so good now. Like, these little GoPro cameras are so good now they're like the perfect little tool to document this stuff with yeah Go, gopro i remember when i got my gopro i got like a three and then a year later i got like a five yeah and, and now they come out with like four a year it feels like like every time i go to target there's like gopro 72 i mean it's the like, new 10 it's, dropped like two it's, weeks ago it's crazy it's like every week they have a new one and i don't even to be the size of your palm and to make so many different variations to it GoPro's pretty impressive because, like, yeah. they keep – it's almost like they know everything they're going to do to them, but they wait and deliver one, like, oh, well, we know. You know, it's like is it – it's crazy. I have, like, a no, five, no. and I'm what – that was only, like, four yeah, years. I'm five – yeah, I'm four years behind. and you It's know. like I got my eight in April of this year, and the ten just come out. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Like, well. So what other uh, – any other, like, kind of tips and tricks to get that perfect picture? Like, if I'm just hanging out on the creek by myself with my iPhone, you know, what – if yep. I want to take a cool picture – because we talk about this, like, we, we're, we're taking pictures not to, like, show off. We're trying to share a story. Like, we want to share kind of what happened. I, I know I always, I always struggle, like, if I'm by myself. Yeah. Like, I, I can't hold the fish and take the picture or 
or I don't want to handle the fish too much. And so I leave the fish a lot of times in the net, but my net is probably not the best net for pitchers. I don't, I don't know. And I don't want to set the fish. That's well, a tough one. Well, there's like the big disclaimer I want to set out first. The fish, like the health of the fish is the most important thing. Like if you're going to kill the fish, don't take a picture of it. If it's hot and the fish has been out of the water, just put it back in the water. Just have the confidence you're going to catch another one and you can take a picture of it. Um, it's not worth, you know, gripping and grinning for a fish picture if it's going to die. It kind of defeats the purpose of my point. I agree. So what about um, – so what can we do then? Like – yeah, I'm hanging out in the river with my iPhone. I catch a fish. I want to take a cool picture of it. How do I do that? <laughs> like, yeah, what's the best yeah. way to do it? Yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, and that's the best thing, like using the camera that you have, um, whether it is your iPhone, GoPro, big camera, whatever. Um, and this goes back to what I like. Some of the best pictures I like are the fish, like, in the water. Like, you can, whether they're in the net and they're, like, in shallow water in the net, um, and they're just kind of just resting, like you, you kind of have to be fast with it, but you can just put the net in shallow water and just let everything sit and just like take a couple pictures. Or you can hold like under the net bag, mm-hmm. so everything is still wet. Your hands wet, the fish is wet, but you're 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 separating the fish from the background, mm-hmm. which that's what you want. That's kind of goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. You want like a nice clean background. Yeah. Um, you don't want a lot of distractions because it's going to pull the viewer's eye away from the yeah. fish. So kind of like plain background, not like – like I remember one time I was trying to take a picture. I was like, ooh, I want to get it with this waterfall in the background. But it's almost like – it. when I remember looking back at the picture, it was like – kind of like yeah. you said, like it was taking your eye off the fish. Like you were looking at the river yeah, and stuff yeah. in the background. Like you kind of just want something plain. It, well, if you have something like that, it needs to be a small – like a small uh, part of the frame of the photo. Mm-hmm. And let the, the fish be the main thing. Yeah. Okay, so let's say that you're not by yourself and you're fishing with a buddy, which we recommend. Yeah. Okay. Buddy catches a good fish. You whip out your phone or camera, whatever you have with you, and you you know, you get ready to take that picture and they were like we always try to tell people we take fishing, like cousins, friends who have come up fish with you know, like let's not like sometimes people want to get that picture. They like double grip the fish. Looks like that, you know. It's like it's like it's like the poor fishes, you know. So like, how I do see you it you, all know, the time. Do, yeah. you want to hold that fish? You obviously, want to be quick, like you said. But you know, so you can get. You've seen it, you know, on your Instagram page. Some really good pictures if you just hold the right way. Angle, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like. Don't if you squeeze the fish. If you grip the fish too hard, like it's it's going to hurt them. It could kill them. Um, yeah. So you want to. If you, what I always tell people, like if you're with a buddy, like have the fish like in your net, like in the water, and have the guy with the camera, whoever that is, um, ready to go. Like like you have the camera, like you have the you have everything ready. The only thing he's got to do is just pick the fish up, snap a couple pictures, and drop it right back down. Yeah, you don't want to be like like you said, like gripping and hold, gripping and grinning like you said yeah, <laughs> just yeah. holding this fish and while you're waiting on your buddy to get his camera out and all this stuff yeah try to keep the fish in the water all the time and then last second lift it up take a picture and then get it back in that river yeah and it don't you know and obviously the size of fish makes a difference you know just the big thing is just like cradling them in your hand mm-hmm. um, and just have your net under you and if they fall then they'll just fall into the net which is in the water you know then you can decide if you want to pick it back up or if it's time to release it, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I think we're. Uh, I, I'm very impressed. I'm learning. I'll take notes. I'll re-listen this episode. Uh, you know, we don't. Sometimes we forget to take pictures all together. Like we'll fish all day. But like, oh, we didn't take any pictures. Um, but I guess that's just kind of sometimes what we do, just because we're not really worried about taking a picture all the time. I think this is good to think about, like when we take friends and family fishing and stuff, because we do want to document that. And and kind of like you were saying a minute ago, mm-hmm. you want to tell a story. Like yeah. it's fun. Like. I think people, I mean, we're all drawn to stories. We're all drawn to different, um, you know, stories and things. And I I think it's cool to be able to do that. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, not all about, like, social media and stuff just to get the likes and be like, hey, look at this cool thing. Like, I just like creating content and creating things and creating stories that kind of draw people in. I think it's fun. Like, I'm sure I take, you know, more or I try to push taking the photos more, um, you know, where I do, like, photography. I'm kind of a nerd with a lot of that stuff. But also, too, like in the industry where I work in the industry, a lot of these people that go fishing with us, it may be the only time that year, the only time in their life, the only, or maybe most of them aren't fishing or fly fishing in this area on a regular basis. I don't know how you would do it once and make it the only time of your life. I, that'd be very difficult for me. Like, I, how could you not come back? But anyway, I want to go back to something you said earlier. Um, yep. You know, we've talked about photos a pretty good bit, but, and this is dads on the fly. And so, um, you know, you mentioned that you started fishing with your father. Um, yep. He, he mm-hmm. took you fishing. And I uh, just want to, you know, kind of, if you just not long, we'll just kind of maybe say what that, kind of how that's important and what that, that means to you, the fact that you were able to start this kind of journey of your life and, and you always have your father to kind of in some ways thank for that maybe, I guess, because he kind of got you started. Supposedly, yeah, or yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, some of the best memories I have growing up, some of the best memories I have over the last five years, six years when I started fishing was, was with my dad. Um, you know, he's always been like a role model, mentor, the person I look up to. Um, you know, you, I was one of those kids I wanted to be like my dad when I grew up. So um, we've got, you know, I've, <laughs> he calls me all the time, hey, have you seen this or hey, have you seen that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we've built like this bond around it. Um, and, you know, it may not be fly fishing for you, but you know, you and your kid, if you're a dad and you have kids, um, I'm seeing it from like the kid side of it because I'm not a dad yet. Hopefully one day. Um, yeah. You hear that, Beth? You hear that? <laughs> but you, whatever you like, your hobby is, whatever it is, whether it's fishing, hunting, you know, sports, whatever, it's something that you, you build a bond with your kids with and you build that relationship. And like, that's something that I'll never forget. That's awesome. I think that's super important. So, so kind of where I want to head with this too, like when it comes to being a dad, you know, we've talked a lot about um, getting the right picture and trying yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I think, so, so tell me about, you've done some family photos for me. Mm. How, how much harder is it to photograph people than it is to photograph animals? Or is it harder? Awesome. <laughs> or is it easier? <laughs> Well, <laughs> Go ahead and be how, how do I say this and not incriminate <laughs> my can, business? <laughs> All these wonderful people who want me to take pictures of them. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. That's um, a good thing. You do a great job. I mean, yeah. we've got we've got your photographs hanging in our wall right now. So yeah, <laughs> we love them. You know, fortunately, all the families, you know, the brides, weddings, whatever it is, I've had good people. Um, the best thing that I can say is the the fish, the wildlife, the nature. You know, they don't be like, well, this photo, doesn't, I don't look good in this. They don't talk back. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. 
And and so there's a big like stress level there too. Is the fish don't care if I don't get the shot. It's <laughs> yeah. a great point. We, uh, my <laughs> wife and I, have done wedding photography before, and my wife has uh, done some photography on the side. And for a while before we had our own children, we did a lot of photography. And and I will say that's a great way to look at it. Uh, also, like just photographing a wedding for me is just it's so stressful and then you have those pictures and you have to have them and you can't miss them and you can't lose them or you can't you got to get them edited and you don't it's like that way so yeah that's way worse. i would also say and i would think you might agree with this but photographing children is a is a it's on listen we we're dads we we talk about our children all the time me and kayla we we love our kids but photo, photographing children is is difficult so I'm going to refer, because I listened to y'all's podcast, the the essentials. We talked about patience. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it may be, too, why I am bald. You know, I've pulled every, no, no. But I have grown, and so this patience has turned from, you know, having patience for families, having patience for whatever, to I have all the patience. I'll go sit outside in the woods for hours. That's a good point, yeah. You know, and it's made me a very patient, just loving the quiet person. Yeah, there's not I know when um just personal experience here photographing other people's children, we we send it a pretty patient, calm. Um when my wife and I try to get pictures of our own kids, uh yeah, it's just we we kind of usually set a timer for how long it's going to be before somebody's crying, screaming, or one of the following reactions. This is the Furman vest. Furman vest. I don't. I remember that fur photo shoot at Furman, but I don't remember the Furman vest. I know the most recent one we did was at the beach, and um, you know it went pretty well. They, they've gotten a little bit better when they're as they're older, but you know, like you said, patience and and, and kids don't want to, you know. They don't want to be models for any longer than they have to. And, what, well, you know, a great point about that is that oftentimes you get the best pictures of your children and, or families when they're not, like, as you said earlier, posed or, like, you just tell them to be natural in the setting. And that kind of goes back Candid. to what you, Yeah, that's what kind of yeah. what you were talking about, fishing to a degree, too, um, and, and nature and wildlife. You get your candid shots that are that are a lot better. Um, so, yeah, but great, great, great plug there for patients. And I think – the thing that kind of, as I was thinking about this, that just makes me, just thinking about being a dad and thinking about trying to get our kids to perform well for pictures and smile just right and get the, per- I think sometimes we want to try to get the perfect picture in kind of the same way when it comes to fly fishing, like we want to get the perfect shot of the fish or something because we want to, we want to share it and we want that affirmation from everybody else in the world of oh man that's so cool when you get 400 likes on Instagram yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. like we want something like that but and kind of like what you were saying Josh when Justin the best pictures are usually the candid moments the the moments that kind of tell a story and i think there there's a principle there and maybe i'm being too deep when it comes to this and thinking too heavy but like life is better and we appreciate and like the moments that are just candid and real and tell a story instead of the ones that are fake and um kind of well uh work like orchestrated yeah posed, posed yeah. yeah well so just like friday when we went fishing you know the like we talked about the fishing wasn't the best and you're like man i'm really sad we didn't get any photos or any foot i was like bro i've got like 
20 minutes of video and about 100 photos. Like, you know, we got something from the day. But that just goes back to, um, and this like, and how I would kind of relate this like to being a dad or trying to blend in this together would be just stepping back and just taking like the photos of your kids playing. Or, you know, if you're, if you're on vacation somewhere, you know, don't, don't be like, hey, hey, James, look at me or anything like that. Just let them run around. And yeah, we're, I mean, I'll be play. honest, I'm bad for that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm bad at like looking at him and be like, hey, smile, buddy, smile. Gee, you know, well, I mean, it's your kids, you're proud of them. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And but you're, sometimes you're, we get the best photos when they're just goofing off being kids. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, kind of same, thing, same thing with the fish, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. Are we, are we, I have something I want to do before we end, but is there anything else went to about photography? Okay. Well, as an avid, like, he, born and raised in West North Carolina, right? Yep. Yeah, so I just feel like it's appropriate as an avid fly fisherman from West North Carolina. We do like rapid fire questions on fly fishing with our guest. Like, you know, you don't want to go there? You don't have any. I have, I like, have, I have just go so many it. things. I like, you know, yeah, he's fished in this area longer than I have. Yeah. So I just want to, like, you know, you know can, are you good with that? And then we'll maybe oh, yeah. close or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I want to just go first. Like, favorite species of fish to chase? Brook trout. Brook trout. See, there you go. Okay. Okay. Or I, I, I will say this, a strong second, redfish. Oh, on the coast. Yep. Yeah. So I knew you were going to say brook trout before you did. Yeah. Because that's yeah. our favorite thing to chase after. But we had, we did get to go chase some redfish one time. Yes, Justin is the guy that was with me when we I went saltwater fishing on the fly for the first time. So that was that was fun. It was fly fishing Armageddon. I was going to say, I've never paid anybody and got cussed out like I did either that day. <laughs> we'll have to I tell thought, that story one day. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Second question, uh, best, oh, you don't have to make best, but a memorable fly fishing trip. Memorable? Well, probably probably the trip in 2019 um, when I went out I went out west with Dad, and Dad and I kind of just fished all over like Wyoming, Montana, places out there. Going out west. I thought you were going to say the day we went fishing when it was 25 degrees outside. Do you remember that day? That was rough. That was, was that was not a fun day. I didn't warm up for like three days. Yeah, uh, I, I think I still am suffering from frostbite from that day. Yeah. Hey, we since you do work at a fly shop, we won't make you plug a. We don't we don't tend to plug rods and real like brands around here because we're not until we get a sponsorship. But I would like to say maybe favorite setup, weight, real like you know line weight, length of rod, that kind of yeah. deal, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Nine foot four weight. If it's so and and I, I'm trying you know I I watched your or I listened to your podcast about all this and I feel the same way. If you're in this area and you're just targeting trout, um, even bass. So the weight. Sorry, I'm gonna get really technical for a minute. If that's okay. No, please do. Because a lot we're, of people we're very think, much novice compared to you. So go on. A lot of people think that the heavier weight, you know, it, you have that stiffer action. You have that that um, heavier duty rod. Just like in casting or spinning, it's like a medium, medium light, heavy, extra, whatever. We don't, I fly fish, I'm not a whole, I don't know a whole lot about other stuff. But um, what a lot of people don't realize, a lot of it has to do with the size of flies that you're throwing. You can, I've caught five and six pound largemouth on a four weight. But I was using a small little streamer, super lightweight, catch them in shallow water. Um, could I have caught that fish? 
if now if I was throwing a big articulated um, streamer, uh, a big bass bug with a sinking line, etc., that's whenever I'm going to step up to like a six weight or a seven weight. And that's why a lot of people, you know, we're, we'll, we'll go trout fishing with a six weight or a seven weight. That three or four weight is going to do the job. But, and this is from experience, when you're throwing heavy streamers, um, I've broken rods, I've, you know, just ruined stuff, or I've seen stuff get broken, people getting hooks in the head, uh, you know, just different things from not having the appropriate gear. Yeah, makes sense. All right, rapid question. Favorite season or time of year to fish? So, I'm, this is hard. My two, I'll just say my two favorite months to fish. October, maybe November, so it's kind of, eh, and February. I like it February. That's good. Yeah. I've, Where do you go in February? Like, you, what? What? What do you? So I mean, <laughs> I mean not not specifically. Like just no, like, no. Like, no. Do you go I, I work in the industry, man. I, I I tell people yeah. fishing spots every day. Yeah. Do you go um, high elevations in February? Yeah. yeah, I've caught I've caught seven, eight, nine inch brook trout in February. Um, but I will say, you know, I like to chase bigger fish sometimes, and sometimes in the colder weather, these bigger fish are moving. Um, and a lot of it too is like I just have like a mindset that these fish aren't stressed like this time of year like they are in june july august good point um favorite uh, and we don't we don't have to give stream names by any means but do you prefer to fish in the park do you blue line like what, what's your preference yeah so i'm i grew up fishing the national park um i'd rather catch 25 five inch brook trout than a 25 inch trout most of the time you do like the trophy section every now and then, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you go hit that oh, trophy yeah. section in Cherokee. That's pretty solid. Those big pellet pigs, man. I mean, it's, it's like a drug. It's fun. Yeah. The, the tug is the drug, for sure. Mm-hmm. Any other, any other rapid-fire questions? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Rec- as a being in the industry on, on your side of things, recommendation for first-timers, like, we, we've made the mistake, I think, of taking first-timers, like, in the park. And I think that might have been – I mean, depending on their skill level. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, a recommendation of, hey, fish here first. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Learn to do this first. Or, or the, what's the first thing they should learn to do, whether it's roll cast or, you know, like, what's, what yeah. would your advice be? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like, where, where you fish I feel is important because if they have a good trip, they're going to go back. If you're going to be successful, you're going to go back. Um just like if you you start anything, you start out. If you don't do good at it, you don't have success with it. Um, Maybe that's why. Like, if we don't want, no, we want everybody to fish, but no. If you're like, hey, if we don't take them here. <laughs> no, so I think that's a great point. Starting out, if you're starting out, I, I honestly highly recommend a guide trip. Um, I, you can really take a lot of time off that learning curve on a on a four hour guide trip. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we we didn't necessarily like have like paid guide trips our first few times but we had a very experienced people take us that taught us how to do it yeah. the first time we had non-professional guide trips and actually we had some guides that took us even yeah some friends that were guides yeah. so they just wouldn't stay with us all day They'd get started and just like okay see ya um mm-hmm. but yeah gr- great stuff what a cool what a cool experience i mean yeah. just want to thank you for coming in um i'm getting the signal from the boss here that it's uh usually we do this thing about the same time frame um want to appreciate you coming in number one want to tell everybody thunderstruck underscore photo correct yep okay um go ahead yep last question where'd the thunderstruck come from thunderstruck ridge on the blue ridge parkway
So what's special about that? Nothing. I thought something special happened there. So I did propose to my wife. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say. I <laughs> on the parkway. Kind of special happened there. Yeah, yeah. It was, on the, it was at the plot Balsam Overlook. It wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. at Thunderstruck Ridge. Yeah. Um, at that time, I was actually planning on going there. Yeah. I will say that. And I got turned around. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hit, the, you know, I hit a, a, a left instead of a right. Gotcha. Gotcha. But just for that overlook, that's a beautiful overlook there on the – on the parkway for sure so i'd like to say just one last thing before we close up the yeah. biggest thing um is when you're when you're doing like photography like fish photography whatever that is and i see this happen all the time i want to say this earlier but make sure your focus is where it needs to be um and that can go for fishing that can go for light it can go so there's your your focus and your field of view is what makes the photo so if you're taking a picture of a fish make sure the focus is on the fish if you're with your kids make sure your focus is on your kids that's a that's that's good advice for for photography and for life in general all right okay what do you think that was what a good, what a great episode justin cannot thank you enough man this was so awesome um, i think we, we need to have just, you back yeah this needs to be this, uh, yeah we definitely need to maybe get you back here and few episodes and uh dive in a little bit more i mean this I was like, by I felt far like we left so much hanging that i wanted to ask yeah but this was by far like one of our better episodes of i don't know it need the fly fishing world needs to hear i mean for sure i think so too yeah, we, we got to get this shared to just more fly fishermen and we were able to tie in some dad stuff and I, and I would like to just mention you know as we do sometimes uh you and justin met basically through church mm-hmm. um and uh you know that's a a commonality for all three of us here that sit in this room and um you know not to just say that we didn't we didn't talk a lot about our faith tonight but it's a definitely a bond that brought something that brought us all together and something that we share uh and when we're fishing you know just being out in god's creation i think we all enjoy that so much so uh yeah thank you to justin uh caleb great idea for this episode uh i think it's going to be an awesome listen i'm looking forward to re-listening to it i always do that and um it's going to be fun and uh we'll God, we're getting into the fall and, I, and i'm just pumped about going fishing soon yeah we definitely are can't wait to get in the river this time of year kind of like what justin was saying earlier october november is beautiful so if you haven't done it yet get out there get in the water and uh we're gonna sign off i'm gonna go uh turn in some grad school so get some grad school done i'm gonna go check the uh the packer score and see if Aaron Rodgers scored many more fantasy points but until next time we will see you next week for episode 10 we're hitting double digits might have to do something special wow episode 10 episode 10 I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to have to come up with something special for that. So we will see you next week for that. As always, share this with your friends. If you found it fun, insightful, helpful, anything, share this with somebody you know. Leave us a rating or review. Until then, we'll see you next time for Episode 10 of Dad's on the Fly. Everybody go fishing. It's a perfect time. Get out there and fish.